and welcome to the High Vibe Human Podcast. I'm your host, Lexi Johnson from Educating Earthlings. This podcast is all about raising your vibrations to connect with yourself on a deeper level. We talk about everything high vibe, including wellness, human design, nutrition, relationships, spirituality, meditation, hormone healing, crystals, astrology, female empowerment, and so much more. We'll chat with some amazing humans who radiate positivity, inspiration, and authenticity. Tune in every Tuesday for a new episode. I can't wait to vibe with you. Love and light from your host, Lexi. Okay, welcome to the first episode. I'm so excited to be here with Nicole Nelson from Living Well with Nick. Hi. (laughs) Um, Okay, so we're going to start off this podcast um, with some fun little questions. Um, Nicole, what do you like to do for fun? This is a very easy one for me to answer because I am easily pleased by the simplest things. So (laughs) I am so happy just getting a coffee and go sitting at a bookstore and literally just reading through books or walking around a bookstore. I love to just like sit and be in the quiet. So like coffee shops and bookstores are my jam. Cool. Um, what do you have a book you're reading right now? Um, I actually am reading, um, Tim Ferriss's book tribe of mentors, but it's literally like 600 pages. So it's taking me like months to get through it. So I I try to read like a chapter every night before bed just to like chunk away at it. Um, but that's been my latest book. Cool. Um, okay. Next question. If you were an animal, what animal would you be? I would definitely be a dog. I (laughs) love dogs. I grew up with having dogs all the time. Mm -hmm. And for us, like our dogs were like an extension of our family and like a family member. And so I didn't look at them as like an animal. They were just like my sibling. And I, I feel like dogs play such a special role in people's lives. And we recently put our dog to sleep. And after losing her, I was like, oh my gosh, like she truly has a heart and soul. And, um, so I, I feel like if I could be reincarnated as an animal one day, hands down a dog, I think they have the best lives out there. That's so good. Okay. Um, what, when you were a kid, Mm -hmm. what did you want to be when you grew up? I always wanted to be an architect. Mm. I love homes. I love modern architecture specifically. And anytime like parade of homes comes around, I always, when I was younger, I'd beg my mom to go. And now I beg my husband to go with me. (laughs) I still love them too. Oh, they're so fun. And I, I love the design aspect. I love like the, the thought and the intricacy of modern architecture specifically. Mm -hmm. And I actually considered it for a long time. I thought about it for several years. I would read like architecture digest and do my own like home drawings like on graph paper, like yes, draw out everything. Yes. I used to do that too. With like a ruler. Yes. And I would like copy a magazine drawing and like recreate the house. And I remember when we were remodeling our kitchen when I was younger and I was in love with our builder and I would mm-hmm. like make all these drawings for him to review. And I was like 12 <laughs> years old at the time, but it's still, um, it's still a dream of mine to build my own house someday and be really involved in the design process. So just because I didn't become an architect doesn't mean I can't still appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. I, that's kind of me with like interior design. Oh yeah. I used to want to do like architecture, interior design kind of stuff. But mm-hmm. then I realized that I would rather just do my own thing instead of have people tell me what they want. And then exactly. Well, I'm like, so. what if you're working with someone and you're like, this is so like mm-hmm. I just cannot. Yeah, like if it's not your taste, I mean, you would have to get clients that would be your taste exactly. and stuff. But still, I would just rather do my right. Own thing. Right, <laughs> I agree. Okay, moving on to the next question. Okay, what is a recent goal you achieved? We're gonna do a big one and mm-hmm. a small one. So big one. Um, I would say I recently became a solid core coach. Mm-hmm. Um, for those of you who don't know, solid core is a fitness studio. That's 
kind of up and coming within the past four or five years. And they're, they started in Washington, D.C., and now they're all over the country. And they have two studios in Minnesota. And they're a Pilates and strength style workout. And hands down, it is the most difficult, intense workout I've ever experienced. And I've done like CrossFit and hit classes and boxing and boot camps and all that. And this is just, it's on a different level because yeah. it's both mental and physical. Mm-hmm. And I had been doing the workout myself for about two and a half years. And recently I just like felt called to start coaching classes because it taps into such a different part of my brain that I'm not really using on a daily basis. And I wanted to do something where I was inspiring people on a whole different level and not just working with people one-on-one. Cause with my health coaching, I'm yeah. very like personal and it's just a calming one-on-one session. Mm-hmm. And this is motivating like a whole group of people and the music is loud and you're there to pump people up. Yeah. And so I wanted something that pushed me outside my comfort zone because I'm a total introvert at heart. Mm-hmm. I, me too. um, I, <laughs> To be honest, I love speaking in front of large amounts of people, but I'd rather be one-on-one with someone. So when I went into this, I didn't have super high expectations of actually becoming a coach. I was like, oh, it's probably really difficult. So I'll just kind of put my feelers out there and see what happens. Mm -hmm. And I ended up becoming a coach and it's now one of my favorite parts of my week. And it's kind of cool. I always tell people this story. I had it in my journal that I wanted to become a solid core coach. And in my journal, I break it up by like a universe to-do list and like a me to-do list. And in my universe to-do list, I said something along the lines of like, make this solid core coaching position possible. And I rewrote mm-hmm. it for like several months. I like and that. I was, and I was looking back That's at my journal the other day and sure enough, like it came to fruition. So, so yeah, so that's been kind of recent. I started that in November. Cool. Okay. Okay. As you were speaking, I thought of a couple questions. Mm -hmm. So one of them is, um, how often do you teach solid core? And like, if people live in the Minneapolis area, can they come to one of your classes? Yes. So I teach five classes a week. And sometimes it's more because we'll sub other people's classes, Mm -hmm. but on average, it's five classes. And anyone can come try it out. Um, They offer like deals for your first class. And you can also do it through, um, what's that? Class class pass. pass. That's how I got into it, actually. Yeah. So I've been wanting to get class pass. I just need to like. It's worth it. Yes, it is worth it. And totally, I'm, I'm into it. But like after moving into this new apartment, it's like, I'm spending so much money oh, on like yeah. stuff and like yep. a bed and right. like all this stuff. So you have to prioritize. <laughs> yes. Prior- I now prioritize. So we have like a gym downstairs that I go to oh, and like nice. I'll do yoga up here. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Second question. I really liked your journal thing where it was like the universe and then like me. Can you describe mm-hmm. that a little more? Yeah. That little journal thing that you like to do. So I, I can't remember where I found this idea, but it's kind of a form of manifestation. Mm-hmm. And you basically just, you know, picture like a T on a piece of paper. Yeah. And on the left side, you write universe to-do list. And the right side, it's just me to-do list or Nicole's to-do list. And under the universe to-do list, you think of all the big things that you cannot take action on now that you need help with. So it could be if you, you are waiting on a job opportunity or you're waiting to find your partner or you are um, dealing with a personal issue that you can't really help what's going on. Something that's really, really big and outside mm-hmm. of your control. Um, so for myself, I've put on there like bigger business goals that I have, um, I would love to write a cookbook someday. So that's on there because it's not like I can start working on that tomorrow. Right. And then on the right side, that is like your everyday tasky things that you have to do. So whether it's Mm -hmm. write a blog post, call this person, meet with this person, it's things that you can actively check off. And what you're supposed to do is kind of revisit it. Since I do this every day, I kind of page back and see, okay, what did I ask of the universe yesterday? 
And what is the progress that is being made on that? Do I need to ask it again? Mm -hmm. Because sometimes you have to ask several times. And I have had so much luck with it. I kid you not. I've even had, um, I've found my ideal clients that way. Yeah. I've had the exact number of clients I've asked for in that list reach out to me like that same week. So it works. Yeah. And I want to, I'm curious to see, we'll check out your human design chart, like a little bit at the end of this episode, but, um, I want to see, I'm curious to see your manifesting arrow Mm. and there's a, so there's a certain arrow that arrow that, um, correlates with how you manifest, whether it's specific or non-specific. And I have a feeling that yours might be specific manifesting. Okay. Versus like, a non-specific kind of like universe bring to me what I need. Right. You know? Right. I don't know if that's me either. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, fe- I have a feeling yours is very specific because if that list is working for you. Yeah. So that's really cool. Yeah. Um, is there any other like fun journal prompts before we move on? Is there any other fun journal prompts that you um, would, that you do like weekly, daily, anything like um, that? Oh, I just journaled this morning. I typically mm-hmm. journal every morning. Um, and I can kind of tell you like the flow of my journal. So I don't, I don't follow any specific prompts, but I try to chunk it out into different areas. So the first thing I always do is gratitude. Mm -hmm. I list at least three things and then I might expand on a couple if I'm feeling extra grateful. Mm -hmm. And then the next section is, um, affirmations. And so I'll list five affirmations and sometimes, to be honest, those are hard for me to come up with on my own. So I might look up specific ones and whatever, whichever ones are resonating with me, yeah. I'll jot those down. What are some examples of affirmations? So one example could be, I am worthy of being successful. Okay. So mm-hmm. it's always in the present tense and they typically start with I am. Mm-hmm. Um, or I am worthy of finding love. Yes. The very, very worthy ones is what I like usually go towards as well, just because sometimes I don't feel like right, I am, right, you know? Exactly. So, so they're, they're just good, like anchoring reminders. And what I like to do is think about what I have going on the rest of the day. Mm-hmm. And are there any affirmations I should be writing and thinking about in the morning that I can refer to later in the day I if like I that. need a little boost? Um, so I've been a little more conscious of not just writing anything that comes Mm -hmm. to mind. It's like very intentional. Cool. I like that for the affirmations. Yeah. Sometimes I don't think about that. I'll just like write down an affirmation and it's just very big and broad and exactly, exactly. Mm -hmm. And then, okay. So I start with gratitude, move into affirmations. Then I do, um, manifestation and visualization, which is my favorite part. I just discovered this recently. Um, I read about someone who um, really believed in the power of speaking in the present tense. Mm -hmm. So talking about things like they've already happened. So um, one example could be, I am so proud of my recent book launch. I'm going on a book tour. I'm going to these states. I'm so excited to see all the people that have purchased my book, Mm -hmm. even though I have no book. Yeah. So you talk about it like it's already happened. So it's kind of like you're a kid again and like playing pretend. Exactly. And you're just journaling about it. That is such a good way to describe it. Yes. And I like it because you can tell you can tell what's really important to you because you should feel excited and kind of emotional while you're writing it. Mm-hmm. And to me, that is a clear sign that you're on the right path when you feel that, because that means if you can visualize it, it's already out there. Yeah. It, the universe has already created it for you. So that's my third section. And then the fourth section, I typically conclude with any goals that I'm working towards. Um, I typically focus on business goals, but sometimes I'll put personal goals in there as well. Mm -hmm. And it's typically um, financial based, um, just like growing my business or any, like I said, like personal or emotional goals. And it's typically a list of three to five. Cool. And that's kind of it. It takes me probably like 30, 45 minutes to do. Really dive deep and exactly make it quality. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. I'm glad I asked you that question. Okay. Um, two more quick questions. Um, human design. I know we've talked about it a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, and obviously I'm really into it, but 
what is your human design type? So I literally just looked it up <laughs> the other day because someone asked me about yeah. it. I'm a generator. That's so cool. Who asked you about it? Colleen. Okay, yeah. Okay, cool. We're, yeah, she, we, she said she, um, you guys were talking about it. Yes. And you guys are both generators. Yes. We're like the same person. It's very, very weird. <laughs> I kind of so feel the same too. She's like, you need to look up your human design because if we have the same human design, this is just crazy. <laughs> oh my God. We're both like Taurus, Pitta, INFJ. Yes. And generators. Okay. Yeah. So you're going to have to tell me like what that actually means. We're going to, since we're going to, I was going to do this later, but we're just going to do this right now because it's flowing very nicely. Hey there. We are taking a quick break from this episode to talk about the sponsor for today. And today's sponsor is Educating Earthlings. I wanted to take a minute and talk about what Educating Earthlings has to offer. So if you don't know, um, Educating Earthlings started out as my personal blog. Um, I was just starting it to share some vegan recipes as I transitioned to the new lifestyle um, of eating a plant-based diet. And it grew into something so much more than just posting recipes. Um, I started talking more about wellness and uh, people started reaching out to me um, for tips and help on what to do for different wellness, you know, goals. Um, So I started a couple programs, and um, now you can find two different programs um, on my website. We have a vegan starter guide, which is a six-week-long little workshop that I guide you through um, to your new vegan lifestyle. Um, And then my second program, it's brand new. It's called Authentically You. And this program is all about uncovering who you truly are. It gives you an excuse to be authentically you. We talk about human design and how to manifest, digest life, um, consume food, everything that has to do with wellness. We are going to cover in that authentically you workshop. And I am super excited to get started with you guys. So... Thank you for listening, and make sure to go check out educating-earthlings.com for all of the new updates. Um, Make sure you subscribe to this podcast, subscribe to my blog's um, newsletter via email, and head over to Instagram and follow me at educating-earthlings, and also follow this podcast account at High vibe human. Thank you guys. I love you so much. Back to the episode. Um, okay, so we're looking at you, your human design chart along next to Colleen's. And I'm going to be doing an interview with her um, as well. So you guys will get to meet her too. Um, okay, so we're looking at Nicole's human design chart. And she is a generator, like she said. And... Um, We were just talking about how her emotional center is open and same with Colleen. Colleen's emotional center is open as well. I wonder how she's going to feel about like us talking (laughs) about her. (laughs) But um, okay. So so when you have an open emotional center, it's, it means that um, your, your emotions that you're feeling in any given moment um, are probably not coming from you. Like they're coming Mm -hmm. from other people. And since your emotional center is open, you take those emotions on and like amplify them. So like that makes total sense. Yeah. And but then when you're all by yourself, if you're by yourself, you have, you're very like cool, calm and collected. Yes. 100%. So if you're not surrounded by other people, yeah. you're very, very like comfortable, cool, calm, collected. Like just chill. I love being just by chilling. myself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, people with um, emotional centers that are open do like being by themselves usually. Mm-hmm. But sometimes people like will get um, like if you're by, by yourself for too much, then you're like, well, this is, this is for me. My emotional center is mm-hmm. filled in. That's okay. actually my like authority is oh, my emotional okay. center. But um, so for me, if I'm by myself for too much, I like get in my own feelings and I'm like, I like need to go and be around people and right. like, get a little amped up and like out of my own feelings. Um, Got it. But yeah. So when you're by yourself, you're just very like 
Is that true? Oh, 100%. (laughs) I get re-energized by being alone. Yeah. And, but I'm, I'm very, very, um, in tune with other people's feelings. Mm -hmm. And I've always said I can walk into a space and just pick up on what the energy is mm-hmm. or if there's tension. Yeah, literally. Yes. Like that, that emote, that center, that energy center is wide open. So you, you feel what other people are feeling and you can like that, that can be a gift for you mm-hmm. is that you are, it's different from empathy because you can know what, how, how sad feels okay. kind of thing. Like yeah. that's more like what empathy, like you empathize with that person, but being someone who has an open emotional center, it's like you can literally feel and like you know what they're feeling kind of thing. You know what's really really funny? So even when I was little, Mm -hmm. um, I specifically remember when my sister would have to like go to the doctor or she was sick. I remember like her getting like shots. Yeah. I would ask the doctor if I could leave the room and I was like a toddler (sighs) and I would have to walk down the hallway by myself because I would start crying, seeing my sister in pain. (gasps) And I feel like I'm the same way now. Like if someone else starts crying, I'm going to start crying. I just, I'm very connected Mm -hmm. that way. Or if someone else is feeling a certain way, I'll just get like this pit in my stomach yeah. And, and your, um, your authority is your sacral. So that's like your gut kind of feeling. And you should always listen to that. Mm-hmm. Like whatever your gut is telling you kind of like, if it's a pit in your stomach, like get out of there. You like, you don't want to mm-hmm. be there. If it's something where it's like excites you and you're like, Oh my gosh, this is so cool. Like I need to do this right now. <laughs> like that is something that you need to go for, you mm-hmm. know? Um, for me being a projector, I have that energy center that gut energy center wide open. So in order for me to even like, so your gut energy center is um, like the life force that pulls you for, brings you forward and like moves you. And if you don't have that filled in projectors and reflectors and some, and manifestors um, don't have that filled in, but generators do. So like generators are very sparkly and glittery to, mm. to like other people, to me, especially um, to uh, projectors, especially. Um, because projectors need to be around people that have that energy in order for us to feel energy energized. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, like, and I think that's another reason why I get in my own feelings sometimes. Like if when I'm by myself, I'm like, oh, I just like, don't want to do anything. Like my emotions are taking over and like, I need to get out and like get out of my own emotions and let other people's energy, like come into mm-hmm. my aura. <laughs> So that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. It's different. Everyone has a different chart and everyone's like, even if you're a generator, you could be um, an emotional generator where your authority is like your emotions or a non-emotional generator. Like you are, you have a lot of other openness in your chart. So that's areas of um, where you can take on conditioning from the outside world and you need to like strip that away to become like your core self. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, so we should talk about this again when we talk about dosha types because we're talking about that next. Okay. I feel like my (laughs) dosha type is directly related to this. I have the same feeling. Definitely. Like dosha, I feel like everything is just connected to like hundred percent. So, okay. So let's just move into that right now. What is your dosha type? So, and can you explain Dosha a little bit? Because yes. it's new for me. Yes. Okay. okay. So I've been doing a lot of research on Dosha types. Um, so Dosha is related to Ayurveda. And Ayurveda is an ancient Indian, um, I guess, study. So it's related to just human beings as beings like your soul, your just who you are as a person. So it touches all areas of your life, your emotions, your nutrition, um, your spirituality. And it's basically a, this like energy or aura that you have. So there's three different doshas. There's Pitta, which Mm -hmm. is fire, um, Kapha, which is water and Vata, which is air. So they're all the three elements of the earth. And because in this Indian tradition, they believe that everything comes from the earth. So your dosha type is actually determined when you are conceived. So you cool, actually... Just like human design. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so I actually asked my parents about this because I am a pitta. That's mm-hmm. my dosha type. Anyone who knows me well 
can pick up on that right away because pittas are very um, fiery. Mm-hmm. They're always hot, like temperature wise. They're always hot. Like my cheeks are typically out or cheeks are always red. They're, they're a little flushed right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My, um, my internal body temperature is always warm. So like we keep our home very, very cool because <laughs> I just feel like I'm fire all day. When I was a baby, I was always hot. And my mom thinks that she literally overdressed me. And so when I grew up, I developed this sweating problem. Like I had really bad sweaty hands and feet. But for Pitta dosha types, like being very sweaty, that's that's just a normal trait. (laughs) And so I'm like, mom, you did not cause that. Don't worry. But um, along with that part of it, they're generally uh, more like muscular, um, like sturdy built which I've always been that way. I've always been um, very strong. And I remember people used to like joke about my biceps when I was like really, really, really little. (laughs) My parents were like, it was like you had little biceps coming out of the womb, but it's just how my body is. And um, they're very, they're very driven. They're very competitive. They're um, very logical. Um, kind of calculated and they like things done a certain way. So Mm -hmm. generally they're very type A, Mm -hmm. they're very schedule oriented. Their um, digestion is really, really strong. So like going back to your gut, Mm -hmm. our guts are like our hub of everything. Yes. And anything that um, causes heat in the body. So any warming foods, any spicy foods, um, acidic foods, that really like ups the pitta. So that, that throws me off. Okay. So for a while, so do you try to avoid or do you just like, it depends on how balanced I feel like my dosha type mm-hmm. is. So I am, I think like 80, 90% pitta and then 10 or 20% vata. And I can tell in different seasons, it's high or low. Like summer is my least favorite season because oh. I'm always hot. I am irritated Mm -hmm. all the time because I'm always hot. Mm -hmm. And, um, people would always, (laughs) people would always make fun of me for getting so crabby in the heat and thinking I was being dramatic. I'm like, Mm -hmm. no, I I am so mad right now. Um, so in the summer I tend to cut back on spicy foods. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) There just happens to be an emergency. I tend to cut back on spicy foods and I'll eat really, really cooling foods like fresh juices, cucumber, watermelon, um, like staying really hydrated Mm -hmm. and just cooling myself down. Um, I try to stay in the air conditioning as much as possible, to be honest, because just being outside too much in the heat, it just throws my body off. And in the winter, it's okay for me to incorporate spicier warming foods because my mm-hmm. pitta levels generally aren't that high. Yeah. Um, but aside from food, you also have to look at other areas of your life. So like your personal life, your spiritual life, your career. When I am really, really stressed out, I know that the pitta in me is totally taking over. So if I'm going through this period of um, like overwhelm. And I feel like I'm just like snapping at Mm -hmm. any person that talks to me. I know something is off and I know I need to balance out my doshas a little more. So it kind of ebbs and flows, but there's, it's fascinating to me how this is directly related to human design because my digestion has always been really, really strong. Like Like, you're fine. I'm totally fine. I can eat pretty much anything Uh and I'm fine. Mm -hmm. And I'm always hungry. And with my human design, having my my gut be like the center hub of everything. Yes. It makes sense. It's very, it's very strong. And like, there's actually compared to the other, you only have one other energy center filled in. Um, but there's like a very balanced amount of, um, lines coming Mm. out of your gates, which is like a very technical term. Like I, I'm still learning more about the lines and gates and stuff like that too. in human design, but it's, you just have like a very, balanced chart and gut. That's good. <laughs> so, yeah, it definitely makes sense. Well, and I feel like even emotionally, um, pittas are 
very competitive, very driven, just very like solid people. We don't really second guess things. We, um, we're just very certain. Yeah. And I've, I've never really questioned myself or Mm -hmm. had major moments of self-doubt, maybe like one or two that I can list, but I'm not really someone that's always in my head. Yeah. And I make very instinctual like decisions and I just go with it and I move Mm -hmm. on. Yeah. And that's like definitely a generator thing too, because of that, that gut, um, feeling that's pulling you forward Mm -hmm. and driving you like you're just living by your design. And it's like, it's amazing when, when a generator is living by their design, they are the most like attractive, like sparkly, just like people want to be them and want to be around them Hmm. all the time. So like, that's, that's really cool. Really, it is really cool. <laughs> yeah. So I so, love, as a projector, I love being around generators that are living their design because like I can just like feel their high vibe energy aw, and it's really cool. That's neat. Yeah. So I love hanging out with you. <laughs> so, okay. Is this related to being an introvert or an extrovert um, or can you be an extrovert generator an yeah. introvert generator? So your chart can kind of tell you a little bit about, um, what your like extrovert introvert kind of thing is. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's not per se associated with your type. Okay. With your energy type. So like some generators might be really outgoing and really extroverted and some generators might be very introverted. Okay. Um, if your throat chakra slash energy center Mm -hmm. is filled in, that Mm -hmm. usually means like you're more extroverted or like, you enjoy, I don't know, kind of like being around people and using your voice a lot. Um, so going same back with to that chakras. emotional center too. Okay. Kind of thing. Like, are you going to be too overwhelmed and stimulated by other people's emotions when you're out? Or do mm. you like to kind of just like be by yourself when you are feeling very balanced? Mm-hmm. So yeah. Um, I have something to share about chakras because I think yes. this is very – telling of how accurate this is. So I had strep throat probably a dozen times as a child. Oh my God. And anytime (laughs) I... And your throat energy center is wide open. Well, maybe now it is, but (laughs) anytime I would um, get sick, I would hold it in my throat. Yeah. I never really had a lot of stomach viruses. Mm -hmm. And... I've noticed after leaving my corporate job, my, my personality and my stress has just changed dramatically. Yeah. I have never gotten sick in oh my, my throat. God. Okay. Isn't that amazing? So, okay. Yes. I'm going to talk about this because okay. this is so cool. Okay. So your energy center slash throat chakra of your throat is wide. It is open. It's not filled in. Um, so that means that it's very prone to being conditioned from the outside world. Hmm. So like as a child and in your corporate job, there was something in your life that was not serving you. That was mm-hmm. like in, that was taking over that energy center and shock. I'm like getting goosebumps talking about this because it's just so cool. <laughs> so like, it's literally, it literally takes over and fills in that chakra for you with things that you don't, it's, it's not serving you. You don't, you're meant to have that chakra open. Mm-hmm. So like once you cleared that out and started this business, which we'll get into like next, um, you are, and okay. So the themes, I'm going to read off the themes okay. for your throat center, communication, manifestation, materialization, contact with exterior worlds, outlet of energy and expression, speaking and doing. So like you literally started manifesting the things that you wanted once you like stripped away what was no longer serving you. That's really cool. Isn't that so cool? Yeah. And like, it's all, so the not self theme for your throat center is, um, am I trying to attract attention? Mm. So like, it could have been as a child, you like, were just craving that attention and like you, or when you were in that corporate job, it was just like, why am I here? Like, I need to be doing something different kind of thing. I know a hundred percent what it was. My... Uh, my dad is my biggest role model mm-hmm. and I'll talk more about this when we get to my like transition from the corporate okay. world to my job. But 
he is like my idol. And the reason why I went the route of my corporate job majored in what I majored in Mm -hmm. was because of him. And I feel like I was always, I was always wanting to like make him so proud that yeah. I was willing to do something that was not making me super, super happy. Oh my so I think that's why there it is. Yeah. There it is. And like, we were, we were kind of talking about this on the way up here too. Mm-hmm. like pleasing your parents mm-hmm. is something that, um, is not like yourself. Mm-hmm. Like it's okay to please your parents and like right. make them happy and go hang out with them and do things with them and stuff. But like you need to be your own self mm-hmm. and do your own thing. And just because your parents did something some one way doesn't mean you need to do it the same way right. or because they want you to do something doesn't mean you need to do it. A hundred percent. So yeah. Yeah. That is so cool. Okay. So we kind of just started transitioning into. Yeah. Um, your current career and your corporate career and all mm-hmm. of that stuff. So let's start kind of from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, how, okay, let's mention this right now too. Yeah. So um, Nicole and I both went to Stout. <laughs> um, we graduated <laughs> the same year, actually, 2014. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, we're both not really doing something with our majors anymore. Yep. So it's, it's really cool. Um, so yeah, do you want to talk about like, what did you major in and Mm -hmm. what did you do after college, um, career wise? And then how did you get into health coaching? Yes. Okay. So, um, I always grew up knowing what I was going to be doing the rest of my life. Like I am such a planner. Mm -hmm. That is where that type A personality comes from. And my parents are both extremely driven people. And I remember at a very early age, like my career was a focus of conversation Mm -hmm. and it was something that I was supposed to take very seriously. So I remember even being in middle school, like talking about what college I was going to go to, what I was going to major in. And I had grown up obviously around my dad being a packaging engineer for General Mills and it fascinated me because he loved his job Mm -hmm. and my dad and I are very similar in certain aspects. So as I grew up, I was like, okay, I think this is what I'm supposed to major in. I, you know, I love the food industry. I'm creative. I like the design aspect. I love the business side of it and the engineering part of it interests me as well. So fast forward into college, I went to Stout, like Lexi said, for packaging engineering, followed in my dad's footsteps. And for anyone who knows anything about the packaging industry, it's a very close-knit group of people. So all the professors (laughs) knew my dad, like people in the industry already knew who I was and I had not even graduated. So I felt this sense of community and like identity very early on. I was like, okay, great. I am Nicole. I was Teskowitz back then. Nicole Teskowitz. I'm George's daughter. That's what everyone used to say. And I'm a packaging engineer. So that's what my identity became early on. I, and I had the best college experience. I would never Mm -hmm. trade it. I loved my major. I loved my courses. I loved everything about it. I loved my internships And when I graduated, I was offered a full-time position with General Mills, which was my dream job. Like, this is something that Mm -hmm. I had been working for or call it manifesting without even knowing it back when I was little. Mm -hmm. And I remember my very first day, I drove up to the headquarters. Now, I had interned there the previous summer. So I'd been there before, but I drove up to the headquarters and I literally started crying in my car because I was so excited. I was like, oh my gosh, I have worked so hard to get here and it's actually happening. I couldn't believe it was real. And I was just in love with it. Like no one could do any wrong. I loved everything about the company and that lasted for like six months. And then the honeymoon phase wore off and I really started to think about, okay, this is something I'm going to be doing the rest of my life. Yeah. Like, oh my gosh, I could be working for the same company until I retire. And like, what does, I had never even considered alternative forms of retirement. It was just like, okay, you work until you're 65 and then you can start kind of living, kind of living, kind of living. Isn't that crazy? Like insane. Like this is there's so human design talks about, um, a new paradigm that's coming up 
in 2027. Okay. And it's, we actually start feeling it now. So Mm. people are shifting to different career paths and like we're manifestation and like astrology and like all the stuff is coming to like the mainstream. It's not so like dosha types, like more and more people know about all these things that are more self-help related. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think it's really cool. So. Oh, yeah. We're like pioneers. I love it. <laughs> we just live cutting edge. Yeah. <laughs> and so I just remember, I remember very specifically driving in the car one day with my husband, Jonah. And I was like, Jonah, I told you before, but I'm going to tell you again because we were we were engaged at the time. Mm-hmm. And I said, I want to make something perfectly clear. <laughs> I do not want to be married with two kids living in a typical suburban house, driving a minivan and picking up my kids from daycare at five o'clock every day. That is not the life yeah. I want. I want kids so badly one day, but I I want to be home with them. Yes. I don't want to have to leave them with someone else while I go play this corporate role. Mm-hmm. So I just it's like it's like it's not life. Exactly. It's like, Your it's life like revolves this, around that the matrix. Job. It's like this matrix that a hundred percent, a hundred percent. So. I really felt like I had this midlife crisis to be Mm -hmm. completely honest. And I was 23 and I, um, I just kind of took a step back and thought, okay, so if this dream I had of becoming a packaging engineer, working at General Mills, if I'm now there and this is not making me happy, what on earth am I supposed to do? Because I literally have just spent my whole life preparing for this and I'm so miserable. So I started thinking about other things that I was passionate about. And those were food, wellness, nutrition, fitness, Mm -hmm. everything to do with just being a healthy, well-balanced person. And I, I kind of dove into different career paths that I could um, go into. I wasn't really interested in going back to school for yeah. another four-year degree. So yeah. I kind of took that off the table. And I thought, there's there has to be people who have launched a blog or a website or a business mm-hmm. who have made the transition from a corporate job into something else. Mm-hmm. So I started researching all of these bloggers that I had been following for years that I never really thought twice about. Like becoming one? Yes, like exactly. Like one of them that Exactly, you yeah. yes. Because in my spare time, that's what I would do. I would yeah. just go read these blogs. I would read articles all day. Mm-hmm. And I started learning more about their backgrounds. And um, the Institute for Integrative Nutrition, or IIN as most people call it, it kept popping up as this school that these people had attended in order to become a health coach. And the really cool part is some of these people were no longer practicing health coaches, but they used their nutrition schooling background as a catalyst for different career paths. So some people have gone on to write books or they become Mm -hmm. like a motivational speaker or they have a, you know, wellness center that they run. Mm -hmm. And so that, that possibility of doing multiple things with this nutrition schooling, um, background really fascinated me. So I started doing a lot of research on the program itself. I called several people who had graduated from there and just asked them a bunch of questions because I like to research things a lot before I commit to something. And it was a big deal. I was literally changing my life and yeah. making like a 180. And I I kept things very quiet. I really didn't tell my mm-hmm. parents until after I had enrolled in the program. Yeah. So you dove into the program and um, did you kind of like work as, as you completed the program? Yes. So I started the program in July of 2016 Mm -hmm. and I started seeing my first client in January of 2018. Um, because technically you're supposed to wait like six months until you're into the program to start. Okay. Wait, when did you start? Um, July of 2016. Okay. And then you, they kind of oh, guide sorry. you through. Then January, 2017 was when I had my first right. client. Okay. Yes. So, so they guide you through like, is it more educational at the beginning? And then they kind of like prompt you to get your first client. Mm-hmm. That is so cool. It's, <laughs> it's basically the first 
like five-ish, six months is mm-hmm. all about the dietary theories. They go over over a hundred dietary theories, which is really cool because they're not pushing one specific diet mm-hmm. on everyone. That is cool. And then um, the six-month mark is when you really hit the business stuff heavy, like how you actually coach people, like mm-hmm. the skills you need to coach someone, um, all of like the documents you need to have, all the legal things you need to work out. Oh my gosh. It, yeah, which was super helpful. <laughs> that, is, that is really helpful because, like, I'm trying to go through that process all by myself right now. Yeah. And it's like, it's I don't know what to do, mm-hmm. you know? So, And they were really good about, you know, they've had hundreds of, hundreds of thousands of people graduate from yeah. this program. It's huge. It's huge. I feel like almost everyone that I see on Instagram or something will be like, INN. I know. INN Health Coach. Yeah. 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 And that's one thing that really drew me to it is they are the oldest but most credible nutrition school. And when people hear that you've gone there, your credibility just automatically goes up because so many of the the teachers and the guest lectures that they have are really credible sources in the health and wellness industry. Mm -hmm. And people who... um, just support the program are some of the best people out there, like Gabby Bernstein. She's a graduate of the program and she's absolutely incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, Kimberly Snyder is involved in the program. There's just a lot of big, well known individuals. And I wanted something that um, just was recognizable by people and not just this random certification that I was getting. I wanted to know that if I was going to invest an, another year into education, that it was going to be worth it. Mm-hmm. And I liked that they had business training and it wasn't just learning dietary theories because anyone can go and look up right. dietary theory, uh-huh. theories and, um, you know, you can, you can kind of understand how you should be eating yourself. But if you are going into this program in hopes of making it a full-time career, you have to know how to run a business. Yeah. So I appreciated that aspect of it because there's a lot of um, nutrition schooling programs out there that don't offer the business side and they're shorter. Um, So I liked how this was like all encompassing. Okay. So you said you got your first client in January of 2017. Yes. Um, So about two years ago. Mm Mm-hmm. Cool. And um, can you kind of walk through that process of like getting your first client? Like Mm -hmm. what was that experience like for you? And then how does it compare to what you're doing with your clients now? Sure. So my very first client was actually a family member. Um, It's, it was my husband's aunt and we actually worked together for two years total. We just finished up our, our time together this past year. Awesome. And she is, um, she was around 60 years old. And so she was not on Instagram, not on Facebook, did not know I had a website. And she just heard about what I was doing through family gatherings. Like Mm -hmm. when I would share with people what I was doing, what I was studying and became interested that way. And the reason I share that is because the majority of my clients have all been word of mouth. They've been either people I've known or friends of friends And that is how I still, to this day, find my ideal client. Um, I do have people who will organically reach out to me via my website Mm -hmm. or Instagram, but the majority of clients I have are people I know, which is kind of cool. cool. And I feel like my coaching practice has evolved a little bit because when I first started, it was very focused on nutrition. And now it's really evolved to... Um, me even helping people with their careers and just like personal emotional Mm -hmm. stuff that they're dealing with. And to be honest, I actually enjoy that part of it a lot, a lot more than I thought. Yeah. And I am kind of, they kind of warn you. They're like, just so you know, this is not all about just sitting down with someone telling them to eat more broccoli. Like you could be sitting with a client and they'll be telling you about their marital problems Mm -hmm. for an hour. And you won't it's almost talk. like they're therapeutic, like a therapist. A hundred percent. And what was interesting is with um, one of my clients, we spent the first nine months talking about food maybe twice. Mm-hmm. And the rest of it, that's probably a dozen sessions right there. The rest of it 
was um, relationship issues, emotional issues, and all of that like led us to figure out why this person was having these food intolerances and food issues. Mm -hmm. So it's actually nice to be able to bring everything full circle. And the goal of a health coach is to really help people heal themselves. Yes. We are not there to treat or diagnose. We are supposed to give advice and not necessarily prescribe something, mm-hmm. um, not prescribe a specific diet, but just give suggestions. Mm-hmm. And I think that is the coolest part is when people say, oh, yeah, I tried, you know, a couple things that you said and I've been playing around with it. And I found that this really works well for me. And they become really in tune with their own body. And that is the main goal is mm-hmm. help people become more aware of what they are doing and know the right questions to ask. So you could be having a conversation with someone and literally the whole conversation, you could just be asking question after question. And this person, you can slowly start to see them like this ball of yarn kind of unravel. And eventually they've figured out their answer without you having to tell them what it is. I've gone to a couple like talk therapy sessions Mm. in the past before. And that's totally how it is. Yeah, It's almost like, well, it is there. They're literally reflecting like you. Mm-hmm. That's basically what everyone is in the world. Like literally just a reflection of you see right. what you want to see. You right. you hear what you want to hear. So like as you're talking with these people, they see the answer in you or through you, which is really cool to be that guy. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, it's it's extremely, extremely rewarding. And mm-hmm. I love how I'm not just sitting down with people and giving them a meal plan. Yes. That definitely. is like the last thing I wanted to do. And I'm a very um, like personal human. So I love getting to know someone on a really, really deep emotional level. Mm-hmm. And that's why I still love my one-on-one coaching because I get to know my clients really well mm-hmm. and they feel like my friends. And I like I like putting people at ease to know, to make them known that they can open up and to share anything that they want. So I I kind of feel like I'm this therapist in a way, Mm -hmm. but you know, if you look at the definition of the word coach, it's kind of like my solid core coaching too. Like we're not there to tell people exactly what to do. We're just there to like push you and motivate you and inspire you. So that's kind of what I try to do through my health coaching as well. That is really cool. Yeah. Okay. So you said that you like, you still like to do one-on-ones. Is Mm -hmm. there, are there other, um, like coaching things that you do? I know that you have a couple online courses or programs kind of thing coming out or some of them already. Yes. Okay. Do you want to talk about those a little bit? Yes. So when I first started, I just offered one-on-one coaching. Mm -hmm. And part of that was because I was still working full-time. So I guess I should kind of go back a little bit. And I I worked at General Mills for three years until I left. Okay. And so I um, am coming up on my one-year anniversary in April of Ooh. being corporate-free, being an entrepreneur, which is so exciting. <laughs> that is so exciting. Yeah. And so part of it was I just couldn't take on a lot of work. Like I was mm-hmm. still working on my blog and my website. And so I only took on a few one-on-one clients at one time. And now, since I'm doing this full-time, I've opened up um, my schedule to more one-on-one coaches, but I also have small group coaching. And that's really for people who are um, not interested in going as deep personally. Like, Mm -hmm. they don't really need a lot of one-on-one coaching, and they're interested in um, having this small community of people kind of help lift Mm -hmm. them up. Okay. So I do that virtually. And then I also do um, my business breakthrough academy, which yes. is kind of that just launched yes, recently, right? Yeah, I just launched it this year. Okay. And that is completely different from my nutrition coaching. Right. So that is 100% business entrepreneur focused. And that is for other health coaches or wellness entrepreneurs who are needing guidance in how to either launch or grow their business. Mm -hmm. Because even though IIN does a good job at giving you a solid foundation, there are still so many things that are changing and, you know, technology continues to change, Mm -hmm. marketing and sales continue to change. And I've learned so many things on my own, just listening through other successful entrepreneurs, 
um, Googling things and just yeah. kind of compiling everything that I've learned. And to be honest, the majority of questions I get via email or direct message on Instagram, they're related to business. Yeah. They're generally yeah, not health questions. It. So yeah. Because of that, I felt like there was this need and people Mm -hmm. were really seeking out this information from credible sources. So um, in late 2018, I decided to start thinking about putting together this um, six-month, almost mastermind Mm -hmm. group. So how it's structured is I take on about eight to 10 people at one time and you can have a business already. You don't have to have a business. I just ask that you have some sort of business idea related to wellness. And we meet twice a month via Zoom calls. Mm -hmm. And during those sessions, we review a new topic. Um, So some of the topics we cover are like um, Pinterest optimization and how to use Pinterest for your business. And you're like a Pinterest expert. Well, it's so frustrating sometimes because it's, it's, just like Instagram gets frustrating, like algorithms are always changing. And yeah. yeah. And um, some other things include like how to find your ideal client, Mm -hmm. how to niche down in order to attract your ideal client, how to price your services, how to retain your clients, Um, you know, different things you can do on your website to make yourself more Mm -hmm. marketable. We talk about Instagram a little bit. So it's basically a Um, an overview of everything. And the point is for you to take in the information and then I give you little assignments to do every week. And Mm -hmm. then we regroup, see how you've done against those assignments and then talk about a new topic. And I ran my first group in January Mm -hmm. and, or I'm running it right now. And it's been going really, really well. I find that when people are in something together they feel more comfortable asking maybe questions that people will label as silly Mm -hmm. or questions that they, they just don't know how to find the answer, but they feel that since everyone else is in the same boat, they're more exactly. So I like the sense of community that it's creating. And the other cool aspect is People have gotten ideas that I may not have thought of yeah. that someone else in the group has said, well, this has worked for me or, you know, maybe this would match like what your goal is. Um, and that, that part of my business is slowly becoming something that I'm very, very passionate about. That is so cool. And I've always loved business and entrepreneurship. So I think this is a good way to channel that energy. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, so I'm kind of thinking, making an assumption right now, Mm -hmm. Um, your ideal client for your health coaching is very different from the ideal client for this business, Breakthrough Academy. Is that correct? Yes. So um, what can you talk about like the difference between those Mm -hmm. two clients a Mm -hmm. little bit? So my ideal health coaching client is, her name is Elizabeth. You have to, you have to give this person you made, you a name. You made this like, this is a pretend person. Yes, this okay. is a pretend person. Um, she's 31 years old. She lives in New York City. Um, she's single. She has a high paying job and has the disposable income to invest in a health coach. Mm-hmm. And um, it enjoys fitness Um, but health is kind of a area of her life where she kind of struggles up and down. And I have a quick story about this because my second client I worked with fit this bill like to a T. Wasn't she like actually from New York? She was actually from New York. That is so cool. You are, you are, I checked your, um, chart and you are a specific manifest. Okay. That makes sense. I think she was 28 or 29 and her name was not Elizabeth, but But if it was, I would have freaked out. Yeah. But she was single. She was really into fitness. Yeah. She was a nurse. And, um, and again, like her nutrition was just like a little up and down, but I was like, girlfriend, you are literally my ideal client. This is is so so cool. cool. But that even going through that exercise actually really helped me like speak the right language Mm -hmm. to my ideal client. Um, because sometimes people think, oh, my ideal client is just me and a direct reflection of me. And that's not the case all Mm -hmm. the time. Um, so maybe for the, 
I'm thinking, make, not, making another assumption for mm-hmm. the Business Breakthrough Academy. Is mm-hmm. that more kind of like peer, peer, like someone like you? So I kind of thought it would be that okay. way. But, but some of the women in my group are older. Okay. So some are um, like retired from the corporate world around like the age okay. of 40. So okay. they're not that old. Um, but this is now like their kind of second career now that they're done being a stay-at-home mom. Their mm-hmm. kids are older. And they are more removed from the technology space mm-hmm. than the younger millennials. So they're having a harder time with like okay. the marketing and technology side of it. Yeah. I would say in general, it's typically my peers. Okay. Yeah. For the Business Breakthrough mm-hmm. Academy. Yeah. That's something that honestly I wish was around when I decided to do the um, health coaching yeah. thing. Because I did it the, kind of the same way you did where um, I just found a lot of things like you you did through the the IIN and I just kind of like went and did it by myself right for me that my goal wasn't to be a health coach at first I was literally just gonna like share my recipes on educating earthlings and it just kind of grew into something so much more and it's crazy I know yeah you never think when you start something it's going to end up how it does yeah like you can plan as much as you want but it never turns out that way yeah you can it's true (laughs) Okay. Um, so before we wrap up, is there anything else that you want to share with the listeners about your business, um, where they can find you and all of that kind of stuff? Yes. So you can find me, um, through my website, which is livingwellwithnick.com. I'm on Instagram. My handle is livingwellwithnick. And then I'm also on Facebook at livingwellwithnick. And Nick is spelled N-I-C. It's my nickname for Nicole. That's what my husband calls me. (laughs) Um, so yeah, you can find me in those three places. Okay, awesome. Um, and then I'll put all the links in the show notes. I feel so fancy saying that. Like <laughs> I, I listened to all these podcasts. Like, oh, the links are going to be below in the show notes. So all the links to um, Nicole's Instagram website, her online courses, everything like that, health coaching consultation, all those links will be below in the show notes. Um, one more question before we sign off. Um, what is your number one tip on raising your vibrations? I love this question because anyone can find that high vibration if you really like tune into what you need. And I notice that when I get in this flow state in this flow state is just like this state of you just feel like you're on this high basically. Mm -hmm. And, you know, words come easily to you. You're in this great mood, like nothing can bother you. You just like feel really good about yourself. When that happens to you, like there's a reason why it's happening in that moment. And so tune into that. Mm -hmm. For me, it's generally when I'm by myself or I'm at a coffee shop. And I try to capitalize on that as much as I can. So if I have these incredible ideas or fruitions that come to me, I'm like, okay, I need to write these down and I need to start taking action on them now because my, my body is giving me these signals that this is what you should be doing. I'm telling you like the reason why you're feeling so good is because this is what I want you to do. So I, I've gotten really good at trying to separate like work and personal life. And that is extremely hard to do as an entrepreneur, Mm -hmm. especially a young entrepreneur growing your business. And now that I've been in my business for three years now, um, it's actually my three year anniversary on February 22nd, which if you know anything about, um, angel numbers, my anniversary is two, two, two. And when I launched my website, on February 22nd, Mm -hmm. I I knew nothing about that at that time. It literally happened to be the day my web developer had my website done. And on my my one year anniversary, I looked back and I was like, February 22nd. Oh my gosh. (laughs) So I'm really excited to celebrate again. But I, um, I just feel like you, you know what you should be doing deep Mm -hmm. down. And sometimes it just takes a little, like prying the layers back and then finding where you feel the most comfortable. And so figure that out. And then when you reach that point, just capitalize on it. I love that. And take the time to rest and rejuvenate because when you also have those periods of like not feeling creative and you're just tired, 
that's also a sign that you have just like drained your tank and you need to fill it back up. You're literally speaking to generators right now. (laughs) Really? Yes. Like, like that is what generators, if you're a generator out there, any generator or manifesting (laughs) generator, yes, Colleen, hello. Um, But that you're literally speaking to generators right now. And if you're, if it's something in your gut that lights you up, go do it. And if you're, if you feel tired and lazy and like, you don't want to do anything, that's a sign that you're not doing things that light you up and you Mm -hmm. need to change that because generators have the, the energy force in them and they, they need to be that energy Mm -hmm. source for the rest of the universe, for the rest of the world, for like the people around them. And so, yeah, that was really cool that you just kind of like spoke to that and you didn't even know. So that's crazy. Well, thank you for being on and yeah, this was really fun. I'm glad you were my first interview. Yeah. Well, you have to be on my podcast too now. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Okay. Bye guys. Bye. Talk to you later.